Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I just don't believe you can really be hitting the McDonald's line like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then also popping a big old boner or keeping your badge nice and wet for your partner. A lot of it for me, I translate that and I'm like, it's like, ooh, you know, I'm like, I'm happy, I'm sparky, I'm excited, I'm sexual, I'm turned on. <laughs> it's just like brimming with like chili and little like cocktail wieners and grease, wow. bubbly. And I'm thinking to myself like, are you like, you're gonna eat this? and then get busy with each other? <laughs> I would just be wanting to hide in a closet and pass gas. Every woman can tell you a story about eating too heavily while on a date and then just like, and now you're like, oh my God, now I've got to get naked. And I you feel like you feel bloated and like you've gained 10 pounds and you know, and there's just all this stuff going on in our head and there's nothing sexual about it. You're not, I mean, it's, you have killed it. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Super excited today, you guys. I have probably one of like one of the guests I'm most excited to have on that I've ever have on. Her name is Christine Delosher, and she has a book called The Diet for Great Sex. And I'm just so excited to introduce her. You guys know, if you've been listening to me for these past, you know, almost six years, you know that I'm such a proponent of diet, exercise. And I've always said, like, these are direct links to your sex life and sex positivity, how you feel about yourself, your emotionally, physically, mentally, like it all comes together. And you can't be, I just don't believe you can really be hitting the McDonald's line, like, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then also popping a big old boner or keeping your badge nice and wet for your partner because there's just, you, you have to put good stuff in and those create its cause and effect. So, all right, without further ado, Christine, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, yes. I was so excited when your booker reached out and I was just like, this is a great book. I cannot wait to bring this to my listeners. So first of all, I'd love to get a little bit about your background and understand how you came to even you know, write the book, Diet for Great Sex, and what inspired you? So I am an acupuncturist and herbalist in private practice, specializing in sexual health. But I've always been 
kind of obsessed with health and nutrition and, you know, a natural approach to our well-being. So with my patients, I was always asking them what they're eating and trying to find ways that they can support their treatment goals with diet. You know, I do have training in nutrition as well, in conventional nutrition, in traditional Chinese nutrition as well. But before that, long before I went into private practice, I was actually in an undergrad learning to be a researcher. And so... When I kind of set out to do this systematically, I wanted to approach it from a science lens and see what kind of evidence there was behind this. I mean, we all know that, you know, when you're healthier, you have better sex, you have better blood blood flow, that sort of thing, you know. But when we think about great sex, we think of it as like a psychological phenomenon. But, you know, in our bodies, it's when our nerves are firing strong, rapid impulses to and from our genitals. It's, it's when we have adequate blood flow. It's when our sex hormones are balanced. And so I wanted to see what science had to say about that because I know we know that food has a profound relation, you know, impact on all three of those. So I wanted to see how can we eat to promote blood flow, to strengthen nerve conduction and to balance sex hormones. And so that's how I got here. Yes. I love it because anybody that's ever listened to me knows I have this philosophy about love to bring together the gap between science what nature says is true and consistent and steady always and map it to our sex lives. It's been one of the things that I found so fascinating. Like I always look to science. I'm like, even when it's simple as a relationship problem, I'm like, there is a scientific principle that applies here right now, whether it's just constant over time or whether water seeks its own level, like, like just all this stuff. I'm like, it all, it really, like, there's these great correlations. And so what I love is that your book is really kind of helping us, you know, map one of those correlations about, you know, just diet and sex and how to really put it out there in plain English. So just so we do do that, how does diet affect sex and why should people pay attention to it? I mean, why should people even think about what they eat and how it affects their sex lives? Well, you know, like you were saying, when we live in accordance with the biological design of our bodies, we live better, we feel better, we have better emotional health, and we have better sex. When we can take one simple aspect of our diets and take a closer look at it to kind of understand how food affects sex. So one of my favorite foods for great sex are leafy greens. If you we all try to have a great diet. We kind of ask each other. We run around asking each other, you know, what should I eat? We don't know instinctively. We don't have this intuition like other animals. You would just go to the right bush or tree yeah, or yeah. nut or animal, you know? We we are kind of all wandering around clueless asking each other. Um, but if you look at other primates, you'll see that they spend a very large portion of their days eating leaves. And leaves are so important. So we're, when we talk about leaves, we're talking about spinach, we're talking about romaine, kale, you know, all those nice leafy greens. And there's a reason why we should be eating them. They're, they're part of what humans are meant to be eating. And so they have an effect on this whole trifecta of great sex. They strengthen nerve conduction because they're loaded with antioxidants. And in research, antioxidants were actually shown to make the nerve signals between our genitals and 
our spine and brain quicker and stronger. And that uh, in other research translates directly to better sex because it means more pleasure. It means that uh, our clitoris is more sensitive to the touch of our partner or ourselves. You know, So that's a very direct relationship. Leafy greens even help balance sex hormones. So in our hectic lifestyles, we our cortisol, which is a stress hormone, is through the roof. And that sabotages testosterone. Testosterone is a sex hormone that's not just important for men. It's also important for female sexuality. It's important for our arousal, for our libido, for overall function. And one of the things that leafy greens are most known for also is improving vascular health. They're one of the best things you can eat for vascular health. They remove calcifications you know, on the blood vessels, those things that make them more stiff and uh, inhibit their ability to deliver blood flow. Um, so they improve the elasticity. Like plaque building up in there. Yeah, well, there's a stiffening and then there's an accumulation. So there's two things there and they, they help both of those. They're loaded with potassium. So human beings used to take in about 10 times as much potassium in our diets as sodium. Now with our processed diets, we take in about 10 times as much sodium as potassium and that wreaks havoc on our blood vessels. And most of us don't get enough potassium to begin with, but to deal with all that extra salt from our processed diets, our kidneys have to actually flush even more potassium with it. So that translates to all sorts of things that we don't want. I mean, one of them is mental health issues. Potassium is very much associated with our state of emotional well-being. So you get more potassium, you have less anxiety, and you have a a higher sense of well-being, but also your blood vessels are better. Your hormones are more balanced. Um, You know, potassium is is a huge, uh, huge player in our bodies and we're not getting enough of it. So leafy greens, adding just that one simple thing can make a huge impact to our sex lives. Yeah. So I noticed personally, I mean, I'm just loving everything you're saying. First of all, I am a juicer. Like I, vegetables, like I don't juice fruits. I just, it's, and my green juice, like is my favorite, you know, which is just, it's basically kale, spinach, cucumbers, lemons. I might, I might throw one little clove of garlic in there and, and then mm-hmm. like celery, did I say cucumbers? And then um, yeah. a little bit of sea salt. And it's just like, boom. And when I notice it's, when I juice something and then drink it, that all of a sudden it feels like the biggest espresso shot of my life. Like I just get this rush of energy. And a lot of it for me, I translate that. And I'm like, it's like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm sparky. I'm excited. I'm sexual. I'm turned on. <laughs> like, no, I mean, yeah. I'm really like that's, it very quickly goes to that for me because, you know, I mean, a lot of what I do and, you know, on this show and this podcast and just even really in a focus of my life is about making your sex life a priority because I feel like people have just thrown that to the wayside. And, you know, like there's all these things that we prioritize other than our good sexual health overall and wellness and doing it. It's a big part of that. So, <laughs> um, well, you know what you're what you're noticing isn't even just in your head either. It's not just a state of mind. It's actually scientifically proven. So, vitamin C is something that has been shown in research to rapidly improve mood. And when we think about mood, the chemicals involved in mood, a lot of them, there's a lot, but key ones are things like dopamine and serotonin, and they coincidentally are also involved in the pleasure cycle. We get in a better mood and we're more receptive to sex. We have a better experience with sex. And, uh, you know, those greens that you're putting in your smoothie, 
that spinach, they make your body produce nitric oxide, you know, so they have naturally occurring nitrates, which lead to nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is kind of the mechanism that Viagra operates on. It dilates our blood vessels. And in research, one single serving of spinach made participants, their levels of nitric oxide in their saliva, two hours post one serving of spinach or eight times that of baseline. So it's not it's not insignificant. There is a very immediate effect of the food that we eat. No, I mean, I feel it. I've often thought, okay, is this just me just being silly? Like, you know, I mean, I legitimately feel it. It's like, it's like, it is, I describe it like an espresso shot. Like all of a sudden you're just like, woo. And I can tell you that I've never felt that way from eating some heavy processed food. I've never eaten something that and I don't mean to like, let's just say fast food. I won't, I won't put a label on it, but like if I with, you know, I don't, I don't eat meat. So I don't usually go like, it might just be like, I, I need some, give me some French fries, you know, but something just deep fried and processed is just not that great. And I've never felt that like, Ooh, you know, like that pick me up, like the same spark and energy and quite frankly, horniness, you know, like from eating you know, some deep fried French fries. That and I again, from, yeah the vegetables and the juicing and just all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this feels great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason for that too. A fatty meal, like a greasy fatty meal was shown in research to tank your testosterone within a couple hours of eating it. So you want to get horny. You want to get busy. Don't eat, don't eat the French fries. No, eat, get the smoothie. <laughs> I know. Let me just tell you, I had this, I'll say this really quick. I have a very funny story about you know, maybe if you ever write a book too, you'll, maybe you'll want some like actual live like events. Well, I was at a swinger, my first ever swingers like event. And I went with a partner. I was all excited. And we show up and they have a potluck. And it's just like brimming with like chili and little like cocktail wieners and greasy, wow. bubbly. And I'm thinking to myself like, are you like, you're going to eat this and then get busy with each other? <laughs> I would just be wanting to hide in a closet and pass gas. Like, there's no way that this, this is going to bring up my libido. I'm like, what are you right. doing? You're sabotaging each other. What are you doing? Like the, the potluck, it just, it was a, it was a sex party with a potluck. And I'm like, this is just so counterintuitive. Like, if you ask me, I mean, I just, that was, it's funny because my one takeaway was like, I couldn't get that out of my head. I'm like, look at the food they're eating. Like that never <laughs> left my mind. It was just like, oh, this is atrocious. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you speak about that because, you know, we're talking about all these foods that immediate, actually have an immediate effect on your libido and, and everything and blood flow. I've got a chapter in my, or a section of my book, it's a date night sex menu. It's all the things that are shown in research to make for great sex in the short term. All the things that were shown to improve blood flow in the short term. And But that chili, it's loaded with salt. It's loaded with fat, both of which were shown in research to stiffen blood vessels within, in the case of salt, 30 minutes after eating it. And in the case of fat, a couple hours after eating it. And the fat will also tank your testosterone. So yeah, that was just a... a might as well be, you know, preparing for like whiskey dick or something because yeah. it's not, it's like <laughs> definitely not helping you out. Yes. So maybe you should, your second book should be the whiskey dick diet. <laughs> right. Exactly. I swear to God. Well, because I know every woman, I know every woman can tell you a story about eating too heavily while on a date. And then just like, and now you're like, 
oh my God, now I've got to get naked. And I you just <laughs> feel like you feel bloated and like you've gained 10 pounds and, you know, and there's just all this stuff going on in our head and there's nothing sexual about it. You're not, I mean, it's, you have killed it. And so this, I have to imagine that the converse of this, there has to be some converse effects for men. They can't be that lucky to get away with eating something oh, no. heavy and, and that they still are like, Yes, I can perform like nobody's business. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're talking about their testosterone's dumping, their erection will not be as strong. You know, there's just not as much blood flowing. I mean, yeah. you know, you got to work towards getting all that blood to the penis and the vagina and the yep. clitoris. And Yes. So, okay. Now, I want to kind of get off on a little bit of a tangent for a second, then, then we'll bring it back around because there was one section of your book that I just zeroed in on. And you started talking about and females, you know, just you're mentioning estrogen and progesterone. And you had said that progesterone was a therapy that had been used to control libido and felony sex offenders. And when I read that, I was like, ding, it took me back to, for 10 years, I was on a birth control called Depo-Provera. And I got off it when I did a little research and first of all, didn't have a period for 10 years when I was on it. And at the time, I thought that was swell because I just didn't have to deal with having a period. But once I got off it, I kind of realized once all my natural hormones came back, the benefits of having those hormones. And I, I want to say to women, you don't want to be without it. But when I realized that they were using this, originally this drug had been released to basically change the habits of sex offenders. And now they thought that this was okay to inject into women. I found insulting and disgusting. And I was really kind of horrified. I couldn't believe it. Like, oh, it's okay for pedophiles, basically. But now it's okay for women too. Like that's where we're ranking them in the pharmaceutical viability or monetization zone. And so I, after 10 years, I was like, fuck that. And I got off of it. Well, as I was go transitioning off of it, I went through this weird phase of basically just like not feeling myself. I was out of sorts. I felt a little bit like depressed. Like I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is not me. I'm, you know, I'm always upbeat. I'm an ass kicker. I'm just like, go, go, go. And I was talking to a friend of mine at the time, and he's a scientist. And I just said, I just don't know. I you know, I was just telling him like, I, something's off with me. And he said, well, he asked me to explain it. I did. And he, and he goes, well, have you made new changes? And I said, well, no, I mean, I just, you know, the only thing I can think of is, you know, I just, I got off this birth control that I've been on for 10 years. And he was just like, oh, Layla, that's a hormone. He asked me what it was. He's like, well, yeah, no wonder. I mean, you know, everything's out of whack. So I went on from there. I went on to, I just started doing, you know, fertility awareness method, which I found, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but just very easy to follow. It's just basically, you're really, you're taking your temperature, you're paying attention. It takes a, just a tiny bit of education, but not that much. It was 100% effective. And I got to have, what happened was, I really, for the first time as a woman, got to experience all my hormones in their full glory. And all the actual having, my body having access to those, what that does for me sexually 
and how I'm turned on. And I realized I am just as horny as the average guy, if not hornier. And, you know, and being able to just have those chemicals like free floating and doing what they're supposed to do and regulating like what they're supposed to do monthly. And then I really kind of like likened the whole what I was doing with the Depo Provera was like, it's like taking a shotgun to a mosquito that comes in your house once a month for three or four days and you're just blasting it. It's always on when you don't need it for those three to four days. Like you can actually do other things that are just as actually more effective, <laughs> really, when you do it right, more effective than the efficacy that these birth controls report. And anyway, so... I just, but but what I loved was that hearing that, you know, you're getting into, we're talking about the testosterone, the importance of it, and the progesterone levels. And I'm just wondering, I found that just very interesting about how the foods and the things that you're talking about are in line with that. Well, I always find, find it so <laughs> annoying, to say the least, that female sexuality is, having a hole is enough. A hole that works is enough. All of our pharmaceuticals and our research seem to focus on male sexuality. Yeah. Male pleasure. We have, you know, Viagra for men, even though we have some studies showing it works for women, it's not approved for women. We have all these things and and then we go and yeah, pr- prescribe progesterone without adequately inform people of the of the consequences of it. I mean, birth control pills, they serve a purpose. It's it's everybody's choice, but they do have there's consequences in your body. There it does affect you. It's not just a benign substance that you're putting in your body. It's a hormone. You're you are altering your hormones and there are effects of that. Every you know, even though we're in 2021 where it's more okay for us to be sexual beings than it ever has in the past, it's still it, the money spent is not on our sexuality. Money spent and the way we allocate our resources are is not on female pleasure and sexuality. So yeah, we have a long way to go in that arena for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I'm not. This isn't to bash any industry, anybody, any you know, any sex, but because I know that you know, predominantly a lot of my you know. Hello, beautiful people. I'm here to talk about something that can truly revolutionize your life. Have you ever wished you could have access to pleasure-based sex education right in the comfort of your bedroom? Well, your wish is about to come true with Beducated. Beducated offers over 100 online courses from the world's top experts, bringing you the best techniques and skills to enhance your love life. Whether you're single, in a relationship, no matter your sexual orientation or gender, Beducated is a safe space for all. Try some of my personal favorite courses on Beducated, like how to make your partner squirt, prostate massage, and all the ways to pleasure a penis. You can master new techniques, reignite the spark in your relationship, and build confidence to explore new depths of pleasure. So why buy more stuff when you can invest in your sex life instead? Try all Beducated courses for one day free. You won't get charged for the first 24 hours and you can cancel at any time. No risk with a 14-day money-back guarantee. Get 60% off the yearly pass with my coupon code CURIOUS. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $6.66 per month. By the way, you can also gift your loved ones a personalized Beducated gift card. So what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the show notes and use the coupon code CURIOUS and join the Beducated family today. Remember, it's not just about having great sex. It's about being Beducated. The majority of my listeners are men, but if they're having sex with a woman, this is important information. Like they should know this because a lot of women 
We don't get access to knowing this. And even just to go back to this Deborah Provera story, I had gone to my doctor when I was coming off of it and said, I don't feel right. Like something's off. And she said to me, you know, I, I listed the things that I was experiencing. And she said to me, well, there's just no, there's nothing that supports that. And I literally, that's why, you know, and I felt like I was crazy. Well, then I started Googling it. And sure as shit, I found tons and tons of women stating exactly the same fucking thing. And excuse my language, you know, I swear on this podcast, but, you know, I was just like, you have to be your own advocate. And so, you know, again, this is why I want to really promote and bring awareness to a book like yours because our diets... They are, you know, our body is just this. It wants to maintain this homeostasis. And when you're talking about the the leafy greens and all that, we need these things. Our need for fast and easy and quick and mass-produced foods, while that's convenient, and I love our modern-day conveniences and all that, but we also have to kind of be aware of what we might be missing out on and not getting access to that, you know, his could be affecting, like I said, like men, it's important. It affects your wieners. Okay. Listen up. You know, like that's it. And women, this affects your sex drive, your want, your desire. And also I'm assuming because it's a blood flow issue and it's a hormonal issue, which plays a lot into female orgasm, you know? So we... Yeah. That's, that's like the biggest complaint I would have among my female patients is difficulty achieving orgasm and low libido. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you improve your antioxidant profile, you will have a better time orgasming, an easier orgasm, better orgasm, stronger orgasms, because your nerves will be conducting stronger impulses to and from the clitoris. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So tell us how ancient Chinese wisdom can help us with great sex. Okay. So in my practice, I treat people for just wanting better sex, wanting to have stronger erections, uh, wanting better blood flow, that sort of thing. And Chinese medicine views this as an issue of qi and blood for one in a balance of yin and yang. So when qi flows abundantly and freely, we have great sex she and blood flow. Uh, when it's blocked, we don't have good sex. And when yin and yang are in balance, we have great sex. When I do acupuncture on patients, I'm basically stimulating nerve pathways. One of the places that I use a lot, especially with well, I, with all my patients, I use I use this point a lot, is located in between the testicles and the anus on the perineum, or in the case of females, between the vagina and the anus. And that's a major crossing point of nerves associated with sexual function. When I needle that point, that has a very strong effect on male erectile strength, blood flow, lubrication for women, and just directs the body's attention to that and, and it stimulates those sexual pathways. So that's you know, more of the kind of physiological way that traditional Chinese medicine affects this, affects that and how we see it biologically. Traditionally, Chinese diet therapy, Chinese dietetics views a well-balanced diet as a balance of the five flavors. So sweet, salty, sour, bitter, and acrid. And we favor certain of those flavors 
And so we kind of basically imbalance the the yin and yang of it. Uh, we favor sweet, we favor salty, and that's all of our processed foods. You know, we have lots of sugar, lots of salt added to them. We neglect flavors like sour, like fruits. We neglect bitter of leafy greens, and um, they each serve a purpose. Um, but even if you think about a single meal, trying to balance those, it's a more flavorful and more delicious meal when you have uh, each of those kind of represented. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And in what way does our lifestyle and environment affect our sex lives? Well, you know, exercise plays a huge role. We all know this. I mean, in the short term and in the long term, exercise is going to help balance your hormones. It's going to help improve your cardiovascular system. And both we know are great for sex. Even in the short term, women in studies are more susceptible to arousal. So they are more arousable 20 minutes post-exercise. So if you want to prepare go for a workout, then 20 minutes later, start getting frisky. But then there's also our environment. I wanted to take a look to see if environmental factors like you know, toxic heavy metals and, you know, the pollution that we're exposed to had an effect on sexuality. And I even looked at um, electromagnetic fields. I didn't expect to find anything, any kind of research to support that because of the fact that it's such a controversial issue. Yeah. You know, with like people say, oh, 5G is causing this and causing that. And you're, you're, you know, that those are loony. And you you imagine these people with like tinfoil on their heads, like from the 70s, (laughs) protecting themselves from the, you know, electromagnetic fields. My mom, my mom's view of the microwave, like that'll give you cancer. Right. Well, you know, that's why when I when I looked into it, I was amazed that there's a huge, enormous body of evidence showing that yes, it actually does. You know, even our cell phones, our exposure to cell phones, our exposure to electric magnetic fields, Wi-Fi, all of that actually does uh, have an effect on our hormones. It has an effect on us neurologically, and those are like two of the three trifecta of sex, if you will. there's a lot of research to to show that. So it's something that we do actually have to address in our personal lives. You know, there's certain things that you can do to help yourself, uh, protect yourself from that, because most of the damage caused by exposure to things like, you know, cadmium and mercury and all of those toxic heavy metals that we're exposed to from the food and air that we, uh, air that we breathe and food that we eat, it's oxidative stress mostly. That's what causes the damage. So if you increase your antioxidants, you protect yourself from some of those environmental stressors. If you have a better mineral profile, you also protect yourself. Your body will actually, it won't absorb as much of those toxic heavy metals from the environment. If you have a, a, you know, more magnesium in your diet, more calcium, more zinc, things like that. Particularly zinc is a big one because zinc induces the production of this thing called metallothionine in our body. It's a protein that our body produces, which deals with exposure to that sort of thing. You know, if we if we are exposed to a heavy metal, it binds to that and it allows it to be delivered from the body. And not everybody produces the same amount of it. Some people produce less, but zinc makes our body produce that. And so it helps protect against, you know, that kind of exposure. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to kind of go back, circle back to what you were talking about with exercising and like, I... I swear by this. And I I said it on my podcast. I'm like, do you want to be hornier? Like exercise. Like I exercise every, you know, a lot and I'll get horny during a workout, you know? And I'm just like, and I saw something, where was it? It was just, I think it was, I was reading through some studies or something and they had somehow it was like a fun little fact. Somebody had popped up a thing saying that like X amount of people had an orgasm while working out. And I'm like, 
that's me. You know, like, <laughs> really? You, oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, wow. or, or, or having to just like, when I'm done, just like run into the bedroom and finish <laughs> myself off. Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, it just, wow. Yeah. Because it does. It really like, uh, I found yoga. There's certain yoga poses where I'm just like, this is crazy. You know, like you're, everything's stretched and hot and juicy and you're, you're deep in a pose and certain positions, you know, you can like there, if you think about them, they're very, some of them are very similar to, you know, the position you're in when you might actually be orgasming during sex. And so like, right. It's almost like I've been edging myself during exercise. And now I'm like, I've got to go finish myself off. I can't stand it. Yeah. And then won't lie. Like, I think they even said like, who's actually like had, you know, had an orgasm during working out. And I'm like, well, yeah. Cause you know, depending if you're like, if you're riding your exercise bike and you're at home or something, you can just make it happen. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but definitely Well, you have enviable you have enviable clitoral sensitivity. I will I will tell you that. <laughs> I'm oh. telling you, it's the diet. I tell you, it's the diet. No, I swear. This is why when I because I've always believed this, but I didn't really have anything like to correlate it to. And then when, you know, when I saw your book, I'm like, "Oh my god, yes, I need to have this woman on." <laughs> you know, it's so true. It is so true if you're eating the right stuff it and just taking care of yourself overall it yeah. really makes a big difference and also just like i said like for me and i can't speak for everybody but you know for me with the getting off of the the birth control i didn't realize the role that was playing in reducing my libido and it's funny because when you do read when you do read the inserts when you finally you know, when your light bulb, you have your light bulb moment, you're like, well, let me just see what they're saying. You know, like it says it all right there. They admit it. You know, they're not trying to yeah. hide it from you. It's just that, the, right. you know, it can cause everything from like hangnail to death, you know, and you're like, you're just, you really get stuck, I think, in thinking that this is the only way. And I sort of have to choose something because, you know, we, for women, we want to be able to control that and that rightfully so. But I think that there just takes a little bit like, look at things a little bit deeper and think about, is there another way? And also before you start going the opposite direction to try to medicate to take care of, uh, you know, some type of sexual dysfunction, there's so many more what I believe are effective, holistic ways to handle this. And certainly the number one thing to start with is what you're putting, what are you putting in your pie hole? What are you putting yeah. in your body? Because that is regulating all of the stuff, all of the things that you need to be able to function sexually. You know, I mean, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, do we have any studies that say that we see any, I guess, sexual dysfunction or impotence in animals? Well, actually... That are not in captivity. Let's say that are not in captivity. I would say maybe once we get our hands on them, that could be. But there are studies on it, but usually it's in response to the environmental pollution that they're exposed to. So for example, there was one study on Arctic foxes um, showing a, a sharp decline in their testosterone. And that was, they had, let's see, they found measurable levels of uh, certain toxins in their systems. And that caused this, these these disruptions in their sex hormones. But left to their own accord without being influenced by pollution that's man-made, without man-made interference in some way right. or form, 
Do we? Have- no, they get it on just fine. They get it on just fine. They're they eating the we right- have great sex. Yeah, yeah. They, they're eating the they're eating a diet at, that is biologically designed for them. Right. You know, they, they take care of themselves in a yeah. in accordance with nature. Yes. Yes. Nature again. Back to the nature. What does science? Yeah. Does nature say? Because nature always wins. That's what I always tell people. Nature always wins. Like yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. What are some of the best aphrodisiacs in your opinion? Well, honestly, I will tell you the best aphrodisiacs that I, the things that I like are the fun ones to cook with because there's some herbal aphrodisiacs, you know, and some of them carry risk with them, you know, things like horny goat weed. I mean, Spanish fly, it works, you know, it irritates the genital tract and, you know, causes more blood flow because your body's dealing with all that you know, inflammation there. It's dealing with all that, those irritants, but it's very dangerous that the amount you have to use to have an effect is dangerously close to the amount that will cause you to get sick or possibly die. Uh, So I like the culinary aphrodisiacs and there's actually some, there's some research to support these. Pharma isn't pouring money into studying cloves and garlic and, you know, cinnamon and things like that. So there's not a lot of studies. There's like a few studies. I included a chapter on, uh, on it in my book and just included those that had a few studies. But saffron actually has uh, quite a bit. It has quite a few studies showing that uh, when you eat saffron, you have more sex, you have better sex, there's more blood flow, there's uh, higher arousal, all those things when you eat saffron. And that has a long history of being an aphrodisiac. It's been used by, you know, Cleopatra used to take a half a cup and bathe in it before, you know, entertaining her lovers. Yeah, People were advised against traveling to the Middle East and eating saffron, you know, spiced dishes because they might get horny and sinful, you know, it's, <laughs> it tastes beautiful yeah, and it's so fun to incorporate. And you can actually play around with these and have a whole, a whole menu uh, of them. Cloves, for example, were shown in research to actually have an immediate effect, you know, in two hours after eating cloves, people had better sex and uh, they had better arousal, more, uh, more sensitivity and that sort of thing. So, um, that's a fun one to play with. There's aphrodisiacs, like, you know, you know, an aphrodisiac is something that either improves arousal, it improves libido, or it improves performance, you know, like blood flow, that sort of thing. A lot of them operate on, you know, they raise testosterone, for example, and um, things like dill, garlic, cloves, and nutmeg. They're so beautiful that you can, they, they have such uh they're so aromatic and you can throw them in dishes like like a saffron rice. If you wanted to make a saffron rice, you throw your saffron in there and then you can also put some nutmeg and some clove in there. And it's subtle. You know, it's not it's not like it's not like a Viagra. I bet people are picking up some recipes right now. They're like, Woo, I'm gonna make my part like that. Like, I'm gonna make my partner more horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun. I tried I tried out I mean, you know, you know how much fun I had researching for that chapter and making my date night sex menu? It was so much fun because we were eating well and it was like we had all sorts of things um that were delicious but you know lots of those aphrodisiacs thrown in there lots of things that had you know a lot of potassium because that has an immediate improvement to blood flow lots of things that had those dietary nitrates like you know leaves and stuff polyphenols are another one that you know it's not an aphrodisiac per se but it brings blood flow immediately um it has an improvement on that but there's a whole list there's a whole chapter on it i mean and they're really nice, you know, even black pepper, yams. Nobody thinks of yams as an aphrodisiac, but there's actually a couple of studies on it showing them to be effective as an aphrodisiac. I'll have to relook at those at those studies. It probably has 
to do with the potassium content and other minerals in yams, I would yeah. think. You know. Well, you need to throw together like a, a sexual uh, weekend getaway where you're you have where lovers can come and they have you have all these foods prepared for them that that just it's these aphrodisiac foods where it's like every meal you eat will be turning you on <laughs> yeah that would be a fun weekend in hawaii or something yes. you know yes with yes with the tropical setting see i'm giving you some ideas yep yep, yep. yeah that'd be awesome yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like a it's it's a a lover's retreat. Okay. Now in the book, you also talk about practicing what you've learned with great sex, with a great sex action plan and sometimes to give you game in the bedroom. So tell us what you mean by that. Okay. So we have the sex action plan and that's kind of incorporating all of the advice throughout because we talk about blood flow. We talk about hormones. We talk about antioxidants, aphrodisiacs, exercise, mindfulness, and taking care of our mental health or spiritual health. You know, all of those things are, are so important. And it's kind of just a chapter that puts everything together. And there's even like a little chart in there that says, have I eaten some leafy greens today? Have I gotten some exercise? Have I, you know, what, what am I doing for my sexual health? And, and how am I being kind to my partner? Because, you know, in Chinese medicine, it's not enough to take care of our physical health. Our emotional health is is considered inseparable from our physical health. And it can both be a cause of illness or a product of illness. So like anger is an emotion associated with the liver and so is the free coursing of chi in the body. And so we have to think about who we are and how we are in relation with our partners and our relationships in order to make this whole thing comprehensive. And so I have a chapter on just how to be a kind partner. You know, being a kind partner means, you know, we're not just taking care of ourselves. You know, we can eat all the good food we want, but if we're selfish in bed, then we're not going to have great sex because we're focused on our own pleasure. And so... The last chapter, I have a detailed tutorial on oral sex because, I mean, we all know how to have sex, like penetrative sex. It's not that hard to figure it out. By the time you're reading my book, you've probably had some experience doing it. So, but oral is a different story. I mean, we're talking about longtime veterans in the bedroom who don't know how to give good head. So I have a detailed tutorial on how to give good head to the female body and to the male body. And so to just kind of give you a little springboard and ways to be kind to your partner. I think that knowing how to have oral sex, um, how to perform it on your partner and doing it is a way to be kind to your partner. I think it's something that anybody who wants to call themselves a good lover should be well versed in that and have spent some time learning that. Absolutely. Here, here. I'm telling you, there is a retreat coming. <laughs> you need- yes, right. <laughs> you need to have a, now that everybody can get the diet for great sex. You need to put on a sexual retreat all around the principles that you've got in your book. And I think you'll kind of bring it all together for everybody. But this is so exciting. I'm so glad you've been on. Like I said, I was super excited when I was just like, yes, because I've talked about this stuff and nibbled around the edges. But you know, I'm not a scientist. I appreciate science. I love science. And just that you've brought it all together so wonderfully and got this great roadmap that everybody can can follow and and read and get great ideas. So just tell everybody, of course, they're going to want to buy your book. 
where can they buy your book and just any social, where can people find you, social media, your website, you know, let us know. Sure. So you can buy my book on Amazon, Diet for Great Sex, and you can buy, you can find some recipe videos and that sort of thing on Instagram at Diet for Great Sex and on TikTok at Diet for Great Sex. I can be reached on my website, dietforgreatsex.com. And uh, there's some articles on there as well. I've got a little blog going there. Oh, awesome. Well, I will also make sure that guys, if you're driving or you're if you're listening to this on your way to work or you're out walking the dog, whatever, do not worry because as you know, I will put all of Christine's links in the show notes. So if you go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, just click on this episode and everything you need to get in touch with Christine will be there. And also, you know, I always recommend, I'd love you guys to leave me voice messages. So when you go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, let me know what you thought about this episode. Give me a voicemail. You can record it for five minutes. I will get back to you personally. If you have something to say to Christine, I'll pass it along to her too. But click on the pink tab on the right-hand side and just let it rip. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for joining us today. I am just like, I'm loving your book. I'm super, I'm just so glad to have you on and I appreciate your time. Everybody out there, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.